Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. In this episode, we're going to be answering some audience Q&A. And the question for today is, what are some strategies to beat indecisiveness and overthinking and learn to trust your intuition? This is a great question, and it's very fitting with the theme that we've actually been going through over the last few episodes in terms of this idea of trusting yourself, not acting impulsively, and also understanding yourself in terms of how to have an aim towards what's actually important. So in today's episode, you'll discover the idea of trusting your intuition while beating indecisiveness and overthinking. So one of the biggest problems that we face in society is that we've been taught not to trust ourselves. Now, not trusting ourselves, it's about not trusting the emotions that we feel. We're told, you know, think rationally, don't act with emotion, and this causes us not to trust ourselves. What the real problem is, is not that we shouldn't trust emotion, it's that we have never been taught to properly interpret our emotion, never been taught to actually listen and communicate with our emotion, although many people have attempted to maybe teach us how to control our emotions. We want to keep in mind, emotions are not something that you can control. They are something that you can harmonize with. They're something that you can communicate with, but we don't control our emotions. I always go back to this short Zen story of this guy who's riding through a field with a horse and the horse is just sprinting and some other guy sees him and yells out to him, hey, where are you going? And the guy riding the horse responds to him, I don't know, ask the horse. So the way that we can think of that is that the horse is our emotions, the rider of the horse is our logic and thinking. And typically, we've been taught not to trust the horse, the very thing that is carrying us through. But the reality is that while you can't control the emotions, you can harmonize with them, you can communicate with them. And part of the way that we do that is by understanding this concept of what is called the unconscious voice. And the unconscious voice is typically the voice that speaks to you, the voice that you are able to perceive when you're in a state of meditation. Typically, this is where you're going to be able to perceive this voice. And the more you meditate, the more you get into meditative activity or reflection, the more apparent this voice is going to become in your mind. The lack of trust in ourselves typically leads to disproportionate amount of overthinking and indecisiveness. We think to ourselves, there are so many decisions to make. What if I'm wrong? What if I make a mistake? What if I fail? Part of the reason that the overthinking and the distrust in yourself starts to come up is that we want things to be simple but the voice in your own head won't shut up with all of its concerns and outlandish scenarios of what could go wrong or its delusions of grandeur of what could go right. And you could be famous tomorrow. You could be a millionaire by next week. Like these crazy thoughts that we have are the, the thoughts that our conscious mind is typically bouncing back and forth when we're trying to make a decision. And typically this is actually not the problem, but more of a symptom of not actually having an aim or purpose or not having an idea of what's truly important to you. So we want to think about this. Indecisiveness and overthinking comes from a lack of clarity on direction of where you want to move in. It comes from a lack of sincerity in yourself. Typically, we're overthinking because internally, we know we want to go in one direction but we are putting way too much faith and way too much stock in the perception of others which is where that conversation in our head begins to arise. The conversation of which direction do I go in? We know what direction to go in. We are very decisive in what we know that we want, but we've learned not to trust that part. So instead, we engage in the noise that's going on in our head, the back and forth. And what this leads to is we begin to perform. We begin to try to be somebody that we're not. We engage in deception. 
And performance will get in the way of that intuition or that unconscious mind because it attempts to please others or present you in a different light than you truly are. So we want to learn to listen to the voice of the unconscious mind. Remember, it's that quiet, voiceless voice that's more of a whisper or a feeling more than anything else. Here's the thing with your unconscious mind. It's never going to be forceful with you. It's going to merely suggest. It's not going to try to hurry you along to go in any one direction, but it will bring up those pleasant or unpleasant emotions to let you know if you're on track. So if the unconscious mind had a motto, it might say something like, if you trust me, listen, if you don't, I will support you anyway, unconditionally. If we don't learn to trust our intuition and we continue to overthinking, it's analogous to giving away our free will because we're not actually responding to what is truly coming up. We're responding to all the noise that's going on in our head. And that noise is a combination of all the different people's opinions and perceptions in our mind. And the idea of maybe pleasing this person or adhering to what this person's values are in order to get their approval. So we start to engage in that performance. This puts us in a tough spot because this actually goes with one of the Zen Stoic anti-principles, which is asking the world to validate you. When you ask the world to validate you, again, it comes back to that Carl Jung quote that we've talked about on this podcast a couple times, which is the world is going to ask you who you are. And if you don't know, the world will try to tell you. If you find yourself indecisive or overthinking and seeming to try to please the world or get validated by something outside of you, it's not the actual problem. That is a symptom. The real problem is that you have not yet decided on what is truly important to you. When you decide on what's important in your life, what are your values, what are your principles, and you link those values and principles to certain goals, certain endeavors that you want to move towards, that is what will begin to rid you of the indecisiveness and the overthinking. It's about knowing first and foremost what is important, what is valuable to you. Now, this can change in different phases of your life, right? People think of life purpose as being this one constant purpose that you've had all your life and this is your destiny and this is why you're here in the world. I don't look at it like that. When I think about life purpose, your life purpose is different at different stages in your life. It's different when you're a year old. When you're a year old, maybe your life purpose is to learn to actually walk, right? To go from crawling to walking so that you can, you know, have more fun and explore the world. When you're five years old, maybe your life purpose is to make friends upon entering kindergarten. When you're 12 years old, your life purpose is different than when you're 18, and it's different from when you're 30. The point is, your life purpose shifts and changes along the way, but it's important that at each stage of life, you decide what is important to me right now. Now, a couple strategies when you find yourself overthinking or indecisive. This first one is actually a bit counterintuitive, but I actually encourage you to procrastinate on the decision. Not forever, but procrastinate temporarily to rethink about where your values actually exist, what is actually important in this entire scenario. So what I call this is conscious procrastination. So you use an activity like meditating, like journaling, maybe cleaning or organizing your environment, maybe even exercise. This way you're not stewing in the problem and sitting still and allowing your conscious voice to argue with itself. Because at the end of the day, it's not multiple voices in your head. It's the same voice arguing with itself about which direction you should go in. When you engage in an activity like conscious procrastination, you're not making the decision then and there, but you're also giving yourself space to not miss the forest through the trees. You're allowing yourself to zoom out. You're allowing yourself some time to actually think about what is actually important to me. 
And by giving yourself that space, you may come out with a new perspective. The other thing that you can do is detach yourself from the outcome and be willing to be wrong. The thing here is we get attached to the outcome when we're over-invested in the perception of other people. And we're unwilling to be wrong because we think that if we're wrong, that these other people won't accept us, that they won't love us, or that they won't think that we're enough. But if you're willing to be wrong and you allow yourself some vulnerability, it allows you to decide things much quicker and much more effectively because at the end of the day, the value of your decision is nothing to do with the actual outcome. The value of your decision is what is important to me now. The next thing that you could do is decide on what it is that you really want and go there. Have an aim and a purpose in what direction you want to move in. It is, again, thinking about what phase of my life am I in, what is most important to me now, what is a goal that is linked to that very important thing, that value. So for instance, just as an example here, if the phase of life that you're in is a phase where you feel like your health has taken a bit of a back seat and now it's time to work out and eat healthy again, the thing that's most important to you in this moment is to be healthy, is to get your body back in shape. So all of your decisions and goals need to be linked to that. That way, if somebody brings up an idea of, hey, let's go to this burger joint, it's an easy no for you versus if somebody's like, hey, let's go on a run you know, at the park and then grab smoothies after, that's an easy yes. It's about realizing where you are and deciding where you want to go based on what's most important. We want to avoid the delusion of expediency and performance. So expediency is attempting to soothe an uncomfortable feeling with soothing action. This is an example of you feel indecisive, you feel like you, you don't know what to do, and before you've decided on what's important, you just do the thing that seems to be the path of least resistance, even though it may be going against what is important to you. The way to avoid expediency is to stay present in what you're feeling, or maybe engage in the conscious procrastination to give yourself some space. Don't judge the feeling. Let the feeling speak to you. Let your unconscious mind tell you. Remember, as Alan Watts would say, Zen's style of action is to enter everything wholeheartedly and freely without having to keep an eye on itself. So what this means is allowing yourself to be guided by what you know and feel is right. And the way to do that is to begin to tap into that unconscious voice. You tap into that through meditation. And if you want a way of measuring which voice is actually speaking to you, when you ask yourself a question, if the voice that comes up is really loud, that is not your unconscious voice. If the voice that comes up is very subtle and it's the very first thing that comes up for you, that's your unconscious voice. That's the intuition. That's the feeling. Even if no voice comes up whatsoever, because sometimes it's not a voice, it's not a whisper, it's not words. Everything else after that, everything that's loud and spouting off kind of crazy ideas or replaying conversations with other people or projecting potential future conversations with other people in your mind, that is not your unconscious voice. Remember, your unconscious voice at its base level is more of a feeling than anything else. It's either some kind of a tension or maybe you feel like a, a relieving or loosening feeling. The tension type feelings are going to be the unpleasant feelings. That's going to be telling you that, hey, this is probably not the best thing that you could be doing Ver versus the feeling that feels a little bit more relieving. There's a lightness. That is the, the feeling that's telling you, hey, this is the right direction. Keep pursuing this. Ask yourself, what do I really want? Is that really it? Remember, your unconscious mind will answer immediately. The way to begin to trust yourself is to trust that initial feeling that comes up. 
not necessarily to take it literally and act on it impulsively. Remember to use your emotions as a compass. If your intentions aren't in the right place, you will know immediately. Something will feel off even if you're doing the right thing. So remember, a couple things to combat indecisiveness and learning to trust yourself are first and foremost, deciding what's important to me now at this stage in my life. Moving forward, anytime you're about to make a decision, ask yourself, is this what I really want? You will know right away. If you feel like your intentions are off or you're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, you will feel it right away and you realize that this is not the right decision and that it's time to rethink or reflect upon it. 